Good morning, Parkway Church. How are y'all doing today? Good. Y'all ready to live in vacation mode? You ready to live with a sense that I can rest and relax and be rejuvenated because I'm walking with the Lord no matter what I'm up to in my life? Last week we began with a look and said, hey, we are going to have joy always. And the kind of joy that isn't limited by a time off request where I'm on a trip or I'm a, away from the office, but instead it's the kind of joy that isn't situational, the kind of joy that is a choice, the kind of joy that Jesus brings. It was a phenomenal message and worship gathering as we pulled together to say, you know what, we are going to choose joy. If you missed it last week, I encourage you to step in and to learn how to choose joy. Well, today we're going to talk about having peace, peace always, and it's a peace that comes from Christ. As we talk vacation life, there are some of us who like to have a very peaceful vacation, and others of us like to have a very active vacation, and this will be the true test of godliness today. So for, who is it that likes to have a very restful vacation? Raise that hand right there. Like, these are my people, right? You're the people that take a picture of your feet with flip-flops and say, my current situation, right? You're really proud of yourself because you get that peaceful vacation. How about others that say, I want a more active vacation? vacation. Anybody that says ziplining, hiking, uh, fishing, whatever is more active. Like, I don't want to sit around on vacation. I want to do something that's thrilling and exciting. I want to be active. So look at that. The, the active people are clapping, actually. Look at that. That's just amazing. The, the restful people are like, I'm just going to raise my hand. That's all I got today. That's all I got. Some of you active people go on vacation and you're, you're like, I hiked 13 miles today. Or I went to New York City and we walked 13. That's not a vacation, that's a half marathon. <laughs> and, and as we look at life, is it possible to have peace despite the activity level in our life? Is it possible to have peace even though we live in a world that can, can squeeze the peace right out of us? Is it possible? Today I'm here to tell you that it is. And we're going to point all of our attention to the book of Colossians together to learn how to live a life of peace. And when I say peace, what do I mean? I want you to learn how to rest from anxiety and worry. I want you to learn how to rest from stress. I also want you to learn when we say peace, it's not just this feeling inside of us. It's the experience of our lives that we treat people well. And we live closely in relationship with other people. We've got this peace inside of us. And so we have peaceful relationships that we're living in. To learn together about the peace of Christ, we're going to look at the book of Colossians. So if you brought your Bible, you can op open up to the book of Colossians. This is Paul's letters to the church. And as we look at the book of Colossians together, what you're going to see is that this is a book that presents Jesus uh, in lofty terms. This is a book that presents a very high view of the Son of God, our Savior. And Paul writes to the church and says, I want you to get what is true about Jesus 100% right. Because what you believe about Jesus, who you see Jesus as in your life, affects every area of your life. If you set a low bar for Jesus, he's the one that forgives you. He's the one that gets you out of hell. If you set a low bar for Jesus, he's just your get out of hell free card. There's a problem. 
If you set a high bar for Jesus, he is more than just the one who died for you, though he did. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one who deserves our worship. He is the one who deserves our allegiance. He is the one who deserves all of our life. There is a high bar for Jesus set in the book of Colossians. Paul writes to combat false teaching. And we're here today to tell you that there is false teaching in the church today, the church with a capital C, just like there was false teaching in Paul's day when it comes to who Jesus is and what he's done. And very specifically, the type of peace that he offers for you and for me. So we're going to look at the nature of Jesus today and the peace that he offers. We're going to look at the non-negotiables that come with believing in Jesus and following him as a Christian. So let's begin. Colossians 3, verse 15. The Bible says this. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since you were members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. First of all, Paul reminds us that as believers in Jesus Christ, we no longer rule our hearts. Jesus is now the ruler, the leader, the Lord of our lives. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are no longer the ones that are in charge. He is in charge. And so the Bible says here, and let the peace of Christ rule in your heart because you've been called to peace. There is a new ruler in your world. His name is Jesus. And there isn't a new rule for living as you follow Jesus, and that new rule is peace. In today's day and age, we live in what is known as an enemy-making machine. We see people cause division and strife and trouble. We see people making enemies through opinions and lack of tolerance. We see people create enemies before our very eyes in every segment of life, and yet here we're called to be people who let the peace of Christ rule in our heart because we've been called to peace. You have a new ruler. His name is Jesus. You have a new rule, and that rule is peace. Let's explore this verse. We look and we say we have the peace of Christ, and you can fill in that blank. As believers in Jesus Christ, you hold on to a unique peace. And that is the peace that Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ can give. Let the peace of whom? Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Jesus said this about his peace. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You realize that Jesus gives a permanent, lasting peace. And it's a peace that we can call out for. It's a peace that we can cry out for. It's a peace that we can pray for when we need it. The reason that you and I can live peacefully no matter what we're going through is because we have a peace that isn't contingent upon us, but our peace is dependent upon Jesus Christ. And he says, my peace, I don't give as the world gives. The world gives and takes peace. You get a great week of vacation and it's peaceful. Will you pay the price with 6,000 email the next week that you must respond with? The world gives a temporary peace. You have a great trip and you get on a scale. The world gives and takes away peace. 
By the way, if you go on vacation and you lose weight, you didn't do it right. <laughs> Not at all. And here's what I know. There are times when I need the peace of Christ. And I need to remember that he gives it freely. He gives it when I ask for it. A few years back, I injured my, my, my lower back. And it was a painful injury. And to get it fully diagnosed, I had to go get an MRI. Has anybody else been in one of those tubes of death that they call MRIs? Oh, so they, they lay me on the table, and the tech, just before she pushes me in, says, just so you know, some people get nervous when they're inside the machine. If you happen to get nervous, go ahead and tap and let me know, and I'll take care of you. And so I was feeling good until the very moment that she gave me permission to have anxiety. I was feeling pretty good until she said, just so you know, people get nervous. And so she pushes me in this, this tube of death, and it's right here, and there's a banging noise. And, she, and all I can think in my mind is some people get nervous. Some people get nervous. If you get nervous, tap out. So I'm banging on the side of that machine. Get me out. And she pulls me out, and she says, you know, we can reschedule this. We can give you something that will help you calm down. We can reschedule this. I'm like, we, we cannot reschedule this. First of all, I cannot go back to my team at work and say, didn't get the MRI. I was scared. <laughs> Most definitely can't go home and say, you know what, I got to reschedule that appointment because I got a little nervous. Like, that's not going to happen. I'm the one that has peace. I'm the one that offers peace to people. Lady, <laughs> we're getting this done. And so she says, well, we've got this trick. I said, what's the trick? She said, well, we can put you back in the tube. I said, the tube of death. She said, the MRI. She said, we can put you back in the tube, and we'll put a washcloth over your eyes, and we'll put a fan at the back of your head at the front of the machine. You will feel better. Oh, you should lead with that. Don't lead with some people get nervous. Lead with the fact that you can do this. So she pushed me back in there, laid the towel over my face, and I felt the sweet breeze of the beach blowing on my head. And I made it through. Was I praying? Yes. Was I hoping that God would give me peace? You better believe it. Friends, what's the whole point of that story? Besides the fact that I'm a little bit jacked, the whole point of that story is there is a secret to peace. She knew the secret, the secret for peace in that moment. And I'm here to tell you there's a secret to peace in every moment. And it's a permanent peace that Jesus Christ gives. It's his peace. If you never tap into the power of prayer and the power of trust and the power of dependence, you will be like me in that MRI, begging for peace. But Jesus can and will deliver it. And what's he deliver? He delivers peace with God. If you've never heard about Jesus and never begun a relationship with him, I'm about to share the best news with you ever. Because Jesus brings us peace with God. Colossians 1, 19 through 20. For God was pleased to have his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, making peace through his blood shed on the cross. 
See, Jesus is the only one that can give us peace that lasts and the only one that can give us peace with God because he is God. And the fullness of God filled this man. He showed it by performing miracles. He showed it by healing. He showed it by his teaching. He showed it through his sacrificial death on the cross and the resurrection from the dead. And the Bible here says that God was pleased to give his son so that he could reconcile, so that he could make two people one person, so that he could reconcile, so that he could end the war between men and himself, so that he could end the division between holiness and sinfulness. He gave us Jesus so that we could have peace with God. And peace with God is clearly found right here through Jesus' blood shed on the cross. The reason that you're alive today in Christ Jesus is because he died in your place. The reason that you're alive by the blood of Jesus Christ is because Jesus chose to shed his blood for you and for me. If you've never believed that simple message, I invite you to believe. You're a sinner who needs a savior. Jesus' blood is the only thing that covers or forgives our sin. And Jesus is the only savior because he's the only one who is God who died in your place on a cross and who was raised again from the dead. And he offers us peace with God. So this peace of Christ and this peace with God is the new rule and ruler of our life. Fill in that third blank. We see the new rule that Christ's peace should rule in your heart. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. So then, just as you have received Christ as Lord, Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Folks, our job as believers, our never-ending pursuit, is to learn how to let the peace we have with God rule our hearts. That peace that we have with God so that we are rooted and built up in our faith. That peace that we have with God so that we make decisions that are pleasing and honoring to him. That peace that we have with God that allows us to be taught to say no to the things that hurt us, the sinfulness of life, and say yes to the godliness and the righteousness that he desires for us. And to be overflowing with thankfulness. You and I have a new ruler and a new rule in our life as believers. Our ruler is Jesus, and the new rule is peace. It is difficult. It is challenging. It is frustrating at times to learn how to listen to that new ruler and to live with that new rule. But that is absolutely our job as believers, to truly let him be in charge because we have peace with him, to truly let him be in charge so that we experience his peace on a daily basis. We recently went on vacation, and one of the things we did I'd never, ever done before, we went whitewater rafting. Think of all the things that could take peace out of your life. We decided to do it in one four-hour segment. Scared of water? Yep. Cold water, especially coming off the snow? Yeah, it's cold. You're going to hit in some, raft, some rapids, class three and class four. Never done it before. As we were driving, one of the kids was singing a song in the back of the car. 
They were singing, bye-bye, Miss American Pie. <laughs> Drove my Chevy to the levee, and the levee was dry. And I th thought they were singing, and then they hit the chorus. This will be the day that I die. <laughs> this will be the day that I die. We had the most amazing guide in that boat. And one of the things that she taught us is when I tell you to paddle, you're going to paddle. And when I tell you to paddle forward, you're going to paddle forward. When I tell you to paddle back, I'm going to paddle back. Whenever I move to a certain part of the boat, you need to move to a certain part of the boat as quickly as possible because that means we're about to flip. How come the safety training always makes you more scared than you were before you went? And so we are on this set of rapids, and we're in this um, part of the Rio Grande River that's the most trafficked Rio Grande River for the type of boating that we're doing. And, and, and she is giving us directions along the way. And, and I realized very quickly, I am not good at taking directions. <laughs> I realized that I like to give directions. I don't like to take directions. And so multiple times, she would have to tell somebody in the boat, Stop paddling early. You're okay. I don't know who she was talking to, but I stopped very quickly. And she would have to direct me. Paddle forward. Not, I mean, I am not good at taking directions. But I am so glad that I learned to on that trip. Believer in Jesus Christ. The turbulence, the rapids, the life you face. Will you take direction? From the one who has given you peace with God. And from the one who's given you the rule to live in peace. Will you take direction? Because it is the best for you. There was no question. You put me in charge of that boat and we're in a world of hurt. <laughs> Literally, because there were five of us in the boat. Anyway, my last name is Hurt, World of Hurt. In fact, my kids were so grateful as we were talking about the trip. They were so grateful to know that dad wasn't in charge on the river. <laughs> oh, you mean somebody's going that knows what they're doing? Yes. Oh, good. We thought you were in charge, dad. Somebody's going that can keep us safe? Yes. Oh, good. Because we thought you were just going to drop us out there. And, you know, this will be the day that I die. This will be the day that I die. Do, do, do you realize, and I'm going to move on from this illustration. Do you realize, believer in Jesus Christ, that there is someone better than you that can lead your life, and his name is Jesus? Do you realize, believer in Jesus Christ, there is someone who can keep you safer and give you peace, and his name is Jesus Christ? If we're still attempting to be the ruler and the leader of our life, we're missing it. As believers in Jesus Christ, rule let the rule, the peace of Christ rule in your heart because you've been called to peace. Fill in that last blank. The last thing I want us to see from the book of Colossians together about the peace of God is that we've been called to peace. Colossians 3, verse 16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. For us to let peace live in our lives and for us to be ruled by peace and live according to the rule of peace, we must let the word of God richly dwell in our lives. 
It will dwell through our words. It will dwell through our prayers. It will dwell through our songs. It will dwell through our conversations with friends. It will dwell in us so that we will never, ever forget the peace that we cling to and the peace that we have. As you think about living a life ruled by peace according to the rule of peace, I want to share with you three things that we can all do to pick up a passport to peace. Because we all need a way that we travel and live according to this peace that Christ offers. First thing we do is we take a hiatus from the things that kill peace. Fill in that blank. Take a hiatus from the things that kill peace. In just a moment, the book of Colossians is going to list out for us a series of things that kill peace in your relationships. And what I want you to do is to take a hiatus, take a time out from these things. You know, a timeout in football allows the team to huddle up and regroup. A timeout in basketball allows the team to draw up a final plan. A timeout in baseball makes the game go incredibly long. <laughs> a timeout in relationships, what it does is it gives you a chance to remind yourself, I have peace with God and I am a person of peace. So I want to encourage you, if you are in a conflict situation with anybody, anywhere, to be able to give yourself permission to take a timeout. You might not need to say, time out, blow a whistle, right? Stop the clock, time out, don't blow a whistle. But permission to step out from that because you know that what you are in the midst of isn't going to add to peace, but instead it is going to kill peace in your relationships. When you are experiencing this, take a time out. Don't let it continue. Colossians 3 Eight and nine. Listen to what the, I mean, this is like, it's so practical in our world. But now you must also rid yourselves of such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you've, been, since you've taken off your old self with its practices. Paul reminds us that we are a new person in Jesus Christ. We don't have to fall prey to the patterns of the past. And so when we see these things pop up in our mouth, pop up in our attitude, pop up in our relationships, we need to rid ourselves of these things. Anger, human anger never produces the results you want in relationships. You need to get rid of anger, rage, malice. You, when, when you think, hey, I just want to pay them back. I just want them to hurt for what they've done to me. That's malice. And I'm going to rid myself of malice. I'm going to take a time out instead of paying somebody back. Filthy language. I, I am amazed that some married couples allow themselves to use filthy, abusive language towards their spouse. In a Christian household, I see no room for that type of degrading. And when it begins, you need to call a time out because these things kill peace in your life. And when I say time out, I'm not saying send your spouse to time out like you would send your child to time out. I'm not saying that rage or malice or slander or filthy language comes in and you go, time out. This time out is not someone you, something you send someone to you're not sending the one that you're in crisis with to the corner for five minutes. You are taking a time out for yourself so that you will be ruled by peace 
and so that the peace of Christ will be your rule. Take a hiatus from the things that kill peace. Put on that new self. Second, we're going to get a passport to peace by unlocking the patterns of peace in your relationships. Fill in that blank. Unlock the patterns of peace in your relationships. See, Paul not only shows us what kills peace, but now he's going to show us what brings peace in our relationship. Quick question before we jump into this passage. When you go on a trip, how many of y'all unpack wherever you're going? You're going to grandma's house and you're going to unpack wherever you go. I stay at a hotel overnight. I'm going to unpack. I want to get, take advantage of every square inch of the money I paid to stay in that place. Right? How many of y'all say, I'm never going to unpack because this isn't my home. I'm, I'm going to live out of this suitcase because if I unpack, my mom might think I'm going to stay. She doesn't want that. How can you unpack the patterns of peace? Colossians 3. Therefore, is God's holy Is God's chosen people holy and dearly loved? Listen to this. Clothe yourselves with these things. With compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. See, the things that bring peace are on this list. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I have never, ever been in a fight and been accused of, you know, you're just being too patient with me. I am so mad at you for your humility. Your kindness angers me. Would you stop clothing yourself with Christ-likeness in this moment? Never been in a fight where the patterns of peace haven't worked. Tells us what also we should do. Verse 13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's just a reminder that fighting and conflict isn't your only option. There is an option of peace, and it comes through forgiveness, just like God forgave you. Conflict and turmoil and relational trouble, stress caused by people problems, isn't your only option. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Verse 14, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Friends, as we look at the pattern of peace that God is calling us to live in our lives, it starts with a love for him and a love for people. We have a new ruler, and we have a new rule. The peace of Christ is the ruler of my life, and the rule of my life is I will live with peace. As you look at your life and as I consider mine, what's your next step to live a life of peace? I'm asking you to get active in your pursuit of peace. I'm asking you to get active in how you live the peace you have with God and the potential peace you have with people. What's your next step? Is it to say yes to Jesus as your Savior and say, God, give me peace with you that only Jesus can bring. I'm a sinner who needs a Savior. Is your route to peace as a believer? Saying, God, I've allowed myself to be in charge of my life for too long. It's time for me to learn how to let you truly be in control. 
It's time for me to come to the realization that if I rule my life, peace will not always be with me. But Jesus, if the peace of Christ rules, then your peace you give and your peace I have. Friends, what's your next step to encourage and to pursue peace? Let's take it together as we pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the chance to open the Bible and to be challenged towards peace. To let the peace of Christ rule in our heart and let the peace of God be our new rule. God, help us to live with peace that comes from you and peace that shows that we are yours. In this moment, church family, maybe you just need to commit. Is there an area in your life where you have been choosing to live with stress and turmoil instead of peace with people? Clothe yourselves with the things that always bring peace. Humility, compassion, kindness. Take a break from those things and remove them from your life permanently, those things that bring nothing but trouble. Anger, rage, malice, foul language towards each other. And Lord, Lord, help us to clothe ourselves with forgiveness and bearing with each other because we love you. Church, as you pray, if you're here and you've never believed in Jesus for life, your next step to find peace is to say yes to Jesus. If today's your day, you can mark it with a prayer that you can pray. Jesus, I believe. I believe that I'm a sinner who needs a Savior, and you are the Savior of the world. Thank you for coming for me, for dying in my place and being raised again from the dead. Today, I believe. Thank you for giving me life. 